It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, good topics to cover over the next few minutes here, Angie. I've got some national trends uh, that popped up over the last couple of weeks. I want to see if these things are happening locally, what you think about them. Uh, one was a note about the five best places to flip a home. And so making the top five list were Columbia, South Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, Dallas, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, and what do you know, Raleigh, North Carolina. So I guess I can't really say, is is it happening in our area? Because it, it seems to be with it being uh, on this list of the best five places in the nation to flip a home. But what do you think about flipping homes in the Raleigh area right now? Good time for it still? How often are you seeing it? Yeah, I mean, we, we most definitely are getting call after call from investors. So this overall market is just great when it comes to from an investment standpoint, whether it be buying a home to flip and then to resell or buying for the purposes to then, you know, lease or rent the home out. So um, we definitely are investor heavy here in Raleigh. Um, but, you know, I think that all, I guess, is encompassed around the overall just appreciation in the market and the strength of the market. So it's a great market to buy into because of the amount of people that are coming to the area. Of course, you know, we're seeing supply and demand where there's not enough homes on the market to, um, you know, available for the amount of people that are, you know, coming in. Um, so yes, I mean, Raleigh, North Carolina is an amazing place for investments. And we are seeing a lot of flips taking place. Now, if you're looking to do a flip, though, you know, I wouldn't get too excited that, oh, I want to buy this foreclosure and get a great deal and flip it and make a substantial amount of money because those opportunities really don't exist as much here. But what we are seeing is a lot of investors come in and make, you know, be more of the like, I buyers or make cash offers on homes where people are just trying to get out of their home. They fix them up a little bit, they put them back on the market. And, you know, even just a tad bit of profit, makes sense when they're doing this at a high volume. So that's the type of investors investors that we're tending to find is, you know, ones that are just, they're doing a lot of flips. So even a little bit of profit is worthwhile. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Okay, that makes sense. So you're not finding the exactly the house flipping opportunities that maybe we were used to seeing on HGTV or used to seeing, you know, I don't know, five to 10 years ago where you were just, you know, buying kind of houses that had, had just really, hey, put a fresh kitchen in, updates of bathrooms, boom, you're flipping it for big, big profit, big game. Yeah. Yeah, no, because there's just, there's, those steals don't exist out there anymore, yeah. right? There, There's not, you know, not a thousand a, not foreclosures every home is to foreclosed. choose from. Yeah, right. No, and, and there's actually very limited, limited foreclosures even on the market right now. Okay, very good. Good to know. Uh, another headline that was kind of uh, across the country last couple of weeks. This was interesting because this is a topic we've talked about before, Angie. Low appraisals and then the problems that that creates for buyers when the appraisal doesn't match the offer price and that kind of thing. 
And interestingly, this report shows that 23% of home sales stall due to those low appraisals. And that seems like a pretty big number to me. Now, that stalling doesn't mean it's over, uh, but eventually 12% of transactions, so a little more than one out of 10, are terminated due to appraisal issues. Is the problem that bad here in this area? No, I okay. actually am not seeing that. Um, and the reason why we are not seeing that is because uh, in order to win at home, especially when there's multiple offers, so then you're going well above the purchase price, um, you have the understanding and you know that, hey, the home will not appraise, right? Because more than likely the purchase price is more you know, exact in regards to the comparables. Um, and you know, buyers, to win these homes, they're putting up substantial amounts of due diligence. So they already are expecting to make up the difference between the purchase price and the appraisal value. So we are not seeing where buyers are backing out because of the low appraisals. Um, low appraisals definitely are happening, but we're not you know, seeing that eventually the tra- transactions are terminating because of the low appraisals. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So the issue is there, but the yes. result is not the same that we're seeing no, on that national not data. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Good. Good. All right. Uh, another one. Uh, builders are seeking alternative materials for fast construction. I just thought this was interesting. So due to all the shortages and supply chain issues that you constantly hear about on the news, some builders are searching for substitutes to the more traditional home building supplies. It's impacting everything from flooring to pipes and roofing materials. The consequence, however, is that the alternatives can be a bit more expensive. So builders and their customers are now having to decide between cost and timing. Do you want to spend $20,000 more or do you want to wait nine months to complete your home with the other materials? Are you seeing these issues locally? You know, I wouldn't say so specific as them finding alternative materials, or maybe I'm just not aware of that, um, but more of just the delays and as far as the pricing and the builders, you know, trying to understand, okay, once we actually get these materials and we're at this stage of, you know, construction, what will their costs be? And so I guess the overall pricing of a home is taking a little bit longer, especially when it comes to custom built homes. You know, I'm seeing, I actually know someone who finally just signed their official contract. And I, I bet they've been actually working on this thing for several months. Just, of course, finalizing the floor plan, um, but also just figuring out what the true cost of the home will be um, to make sure that is the right move that they want to make. So, yes, um, you know, we're, we're seeing these issues pop up, but that makes sense that maybe it's the alternative, you know, products that they're using that is causing this increase because they are more expensive. So, yeah, do we wait around and wait for the the products to come in? Um, when, you know, we're just dealing with that throughout the world, I guess, you know, with just kind of limited products in general, you know, or do we find an alternative and pay a little bit more because, you know, time is of the essence and we need to get it into this home. So yeah, real estate, not the only victim, certainly of uh, different supply chain issues. Yeah. All right. Uh, Last but not least, one other story to cover here, Angie, Uh, co-buying. It has skyrocketed the past couple of years. In fact, the past seven years have seen a huge increase in co-buying, particularly among millennials. Now, what is uh, co-buying? Well, at least in terms of this data, it's defined by buyers who have different last names. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're unrelated or, you know, that kind of thing. But it could be uh, just in general people that might be from... Uh, you know, different uh, pooling their money in some way, shape or form is kind of how this is viewed. Uh, But it ballooned by get this 771 percent from 2014 to 2021. And that co-buyers make up about 14 percent of the total buying market. 
now, this data doesn't even include co-buyers who might share the same last name, which can still happen. So this is just co-buyers who'd have different last names. So this doesn't include like maybe parent and child who have the same last name. Um, so it's kind of interesting. So it may, may even be more popular than what this describes. Are you seeing this locally? Wow, that's huge. 771%. Yeah, that's a big increase. <laughs> um, you know, we are seeing the, this co buyer um, out there, but I would say more from an investment standpoint, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of our clients, you know, and just two individuals going in on a home together that aren't related or aren't like dating, you know, um, and we're yeah. not seeing that all that often. I mean, we're definitely not seeing that for primary residents, but we are seeing that a lot for investment properties. I actually can, you know, think of two guys that, you know, are actually, uh, we're actively working with and they are buying, then they're quickly selling because the homes are appreciating. They cash out really quick to go buy some more. Um, and they're working hand in hand together. Um, we actually have two groups like that, that are, you know, we worked with several times on several transactions. So yeah, I'm seeing that more from an investment standpoint. I wouldn't say as much from a primary residence standpoint. So that's interesting. It yeah. really is happening. I'm assuming kind of across the board though, and I'm just maybe not aware. Yeah, it's it's interesting data. Although I guess um, you know, two people dating would have this different last name, so they would be considered in this data. So you know, is uh, is that has probably increased the amount of people buying together before they're married? Perhaps I bet that's increased a lot over maybe, the years. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that. I'm assuming that's what it is. Um, yeah, we are seeing that a lot, a lot, a lot, lot. And I don't know. Maybe it's just a generational thing. Um, you know, hey, we don't have to wait until we get married to purchase a home. I know my husband and I, we purchased a home together before we were married. Um, so kind of doing things a little bit, I guess, backwards in a sense. Um, but yeah, I would say that's definitely a lot more common. So if that falls into this percentage, I could see how that's way, way up. Because yeah. we do work with a lot of clients that, you know, are not married yet. So they do still have different last names, but they typically are dating um, or engaged before they go yeah. to buy a home. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578 3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.